Hello and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. Welcome to our fourth winter season holiday podcast. I'm Beth, and I'm going to be talking about capturing winter through doing things inside, finishing up the capturing winter segment, and I'm going to lead us in a game, a winter game. Fun. Yes. Very fun. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about snowman crafts. This is Cole, and I'm going to be continuing my discussion on ice hotels with the Romanian Ice Church. And I'm Randy, and I will be talking about Groundhog Day. So with that, we will start with holiday happenings, and we actually don't have a new holiday happening for this week. We're still enjoying the snow, and we hope if you have snow in your area, you're enjoying it too. When we have those fun winter days, we can capture winter through doing things together, inside. And so I was looking at different things that can happen inside on a winter day. One of the things we could do, or maybe a family member could do, is bake cookies. That's always fun. And we could play family games. You could cuddle up with your favorite person or animal. Sit in front of a fireplace. Maybe with the animal. The animal has to agree, agree to, to cuddle. To, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So if you don't have, you have a dog. animals, yeah. <laughs> not, not a cat. cat. Cat's here and there. You could sit in front of a fireplace. And one of the things I was thinking is... If you don't have a fireplace, there are restaurants that have fireplaces. It might be fun to go to a restaurant and sit in front of a fireplace there. Good point. Yep. You could have a movie marathon and, added bonus, make it a pajama day. That sounds like (laughs) lots of fun. And you can make crafts with kids. When thinking about making crafts with kids, I was thinking about different things we had done as the kids were growing up. And we had talked at the last podcast about making pinecone bird feeders with peanut butter and Crisco. And, and bird seed. And then you, you roll the <laughs> peanut butter, you put the peanut butter mixture on the pine cones and roll them in bird seed. Then you can hang them in trees or large shrubs or the back porch. You could cut up paper snowflakes, make snow globes with baby food jars. Do you guys remember doing that? No. No. So sad. I do. I remember I them doing that. I know. It's so cute. You could make bead snowflakes, make bead icicles. Make construction paper snowmen, or a snowman of cotton balls glued onto cardstock, or make a snowman by using cotton balls to apply white paint onto dark colored cardstock. I remember, or, I remember no, doing the gluing <laughs> them on. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. You can Google snowman crafts or go to Pinterest for ideas. Lots of snowman ideas. Our Christmas tree upstairs in the overlook area has a lot of crafts, and some of those yes. crafts have snowman crafts that the kids had made, like yes. from the list you included. One of the things, one of my favorites, is this large snowman made out of construction paper with a big pipe cleaner as a as a hook. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that; it's so cute. Every year we keep hanging it up there. It's big too. You can make mittens from material or paper cutouts, and those are decorative mittens, not meant to be worn. Unless you can knit, then you can knit some mittens. Huh? You could paint a snowy landscape, make a snowman face on a paper plate, any number of fun ideas. But whatever you choose to do to capture winter, make it enjoyable and not stressful. Remember, the people are more important than the project. And enjoy this incredible, beautiful, sparkling, special season. Nice. I know, right? That's nice. (laughs) So, we are going to play a game. We have a, a family game that we sometimes play called Wise and Otherwise. And we never play it anymore. We we used to play it more. 
So I'm going to play a version of Wise and Otherwise. There are no points involved, so everybody wins. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. fun. I feel like a winner already. <laughs> I feel like I have no real motivation to play if I can't win. Randy is a winner. Cole's just sad. <laughs> Cole is American. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say a quote and then leave out the very end. And you guys can try to think of what that might ending might be. So, to appreciate the beauty of a snowflake, it is necessary to... Eat it. Take a picture of it. Look at it. Under a microscope. Taste it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Paint no. it. This one was from, this quote is from Aristotle, and it is, to appreciate the beauty of a snowflake, it is necessary to stand out in the cold. All right, number two, from Anamika Mishra. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Winter is not a season. It's a feeling. Re- it's a reason. Wait, what was her name? Winter is not a season. It's a... Not my question. What was her name? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying to eyeball this. Okay, I don't, I'm not really correctly. sure how to say it correctly. <laughs> let's say it right. Anamika Mishra. Anamika Mishra. Or Anamika Mishra. And the quote was? Winter is not a season. It's a... Living thing. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To all of you. Fail. But it's okay. Winter's not a season. It's a celebration. Okay. I just thought these were cute little sayings. These cute little quotes. So uh-huh. it's you're not wrong. really a game in that I need to win. <laughs> it's not a game in that you're, there's a winner or loser. Oh, just one person has to get one right. Yeah. And not feel like a winner. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a winner. Okay. I want right. there to be a winner. This one's from Lama Willa Miller. This is number three, right? Number three, Lama Willa Miller. Wait, your first name's Lama? L-A-M-A. <laughs> yes. Wait, is it two L's? No, 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 no. It's L-A-M-A. Does she have a mama? Who's a Her mama? mama's a llama. <laughs> Remember that book? My I mama's do. a llama? I, I love that book. Did you ask your friend Dave? Oh, that's so cute. I'm going to okay. look that up. Let's, uh, let's move on. That's with cute that. that you remember All right. that. Yeah. Lama said... Lama, Willa Miller said, the snow is sparkling like a million diamonds. Yeah, I think it's stars. diamonds. Little suns. What stars? Oh, okay. Okay. Little suns don't be hot. Why would you make something hot? So it's a star. Sp- stars it's sparkling. Stars. Oh, like the sun sparkles. Llama. <laughs> I look up at the sun and it's sparkling. Yes. Sydney was pretty close. <laughs> stars. Sparkle. I liked it. The snow is sparkling <laughs> like a million little suns. Llama, I agree with you. One, two, three, four. Number okay. four. This is from Antoinette Van Cleef. When snow falls, nature... Quiets. Sleeps. Rests. All of you are very close. When snow falls, nature listens. What? Yeah. I don't listen much when I'm sleeping. <laughs> well, it doesn't say when it's sleeping. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like you said we were all close and we were like, sleep, uh, That's rest. what I said. Well, sort of. It's yeah. like, so not really that close. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> It was close as in it was a one-word answer. Thank you for your encouragement. You're welcome. <laughs> like, Thank you for this terrific game. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Kindness. No, okay, let's bring up okay, let's, one, two, let's three, remember, four, five. Number five. This is number five, and the quote is from? Khalil Gibran. Or Gibran. Okay. Gibran. Khalil Gibran. Kindness is like snow. It beautifies... Freezes. <laughs> it beautifies and envelops. It, it, there's no and there, right? It beautifies. Okay. The soul. Very good idea. 
It beautifies... Wrong, but very good idea. It is. The moment. Okay. Kindness is like snow. It beautifies everything it covers. Oh, that's okay, so nice. we're all wrong again. <laughs> I sort of got close. Well, I will and say... And envelops, like... In wise and otherwise, you get these, these odd proverbs also. So, like, one of them was curly hair... Curly. Curly. Blank. And it was thoughts. Curly hair, curly thoughts. Who would have ever guess that right so some of this stuff isn't necessarily meant to be obvious a number of winter quotes came up over and over and over these same quotes came up over and over and over i don't know because they're quotes and they're from winter so the last two winter quotes are not to be part of the game if they're just i thought they were funny Mm -hmm. snowmen fall from heaven unassembled (laughs) <laughs> the wonder of a single snowflake outweighs the wisdom of a million meteorologists. <laughs> That's very true. All right. Quiz over. Thank Ga- you. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Game over. <laughs> there we Who go. Won? No, no. <laughs> we were not so, good at that game. Apparently. <laughs> All right. And, I, and during our previous podcast, I believe our very last one, Mom discussed outdoor activities including snowmen and and during this podcast she talked about indoor activities so one indoor activity that's very near and dear to my heart is crafts we have done a lot of crafts you've always been a crafty girl (laughs) i have been crafts was something that we always did indoor or outdoor and i always have a lot of fun whether you know looking back at memories and, and doing the crafts themselves so i have a couple snowman crafts that i did that are fun for indoor activities. If you have kids, I think if they were a little older, these crafts would work. Your particular crafts that you're mm-hmm. talking about? Right, rather than re- having really young kids do these crafts. So the first one that I did, I just went to Michael's and got these props. The first one is a birch-based coaster. It's completely oh, made of wood. Is. Yeah. And it was about $3 at Michael's. And both of these crafts involve paint. So I had to bring out this, um, this... It was like a paint It's just mat. a yeah. vinyl tablecloth. It was a vinyl tablecloth. Vinyl tablecloth. Okay, yeah. Because it, it really helps keep everything off of your table. So I suggest that whether you're an adult or a kid, you know, have something down that don't have to worry about the paint or anything. I got the birch base coaster, some white paint, some black paint, some pink paint, and I actually forgot to get the orange paint, which was kind of funny. So I had to kind of improvise... What did, you, what did you use for the orange? Uh, you So in your Stampin' Up! stuff, you have some ink. Yeah. And I grab, went up and grabbed some orange ink, kind of some orange paint ink, and I put the orange into the white paint that I had oh. and mixed it up. So you dyed the white paint. Okay. I did. Mm. Interesting. You it, did it. It, it, it looks really good. Yeah. Thank you. It took a while, actually. It, it took quite a while, but um, <laughs> <laughs> to finally... Get it to that orange color. I was getting a little worried. I was also trying to mix this red and then metallic yellow that I found. And that wasn't working out very well. So, very glad that I found that. Basically, all I did was I got a paintbrush. I covered the surface, except for the very edges. You did that, like, perfectly, though. Yeah, so what I did was I rotated it with the brush. And I did the outside first. And then just continued on in in a circular motion to the, with the white side paint. with the white paint. And actually this only took one coat of white paint. And it's it's you left about a quarter inch edging. Yeah, that's right. Just so that it, it can have nice. that wood edging. Right. Yeah. I like that. 
I like it too. And then on Pinterest, I went and looked at various snowman faces that I could make. Because they have all kinds. You have the traditional, you know, coal-looking, you know, little dots for a mouth. But you can also do all kinds of smiley faces, too, mm -hmm. which was cute. So I first did the nose because I like things centered. Then I did the eyes. And then I did the pink for the cheeks. And what I did was I took a paper towel and kind of dotted it just to give that, oh, that that's um, a good idea. Blush. rosy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I, I like put that. a face. And then you put what? The, the smiley face. The smiley face. Mm -hmm. I like that. One of the things I don't like about, personally, mm -hmm. a lot of snowmen is that the pink cheek part mm -hmm. is like perfectly round and really solid pink. And there were some on Pinterest, yeah, that were just the very solid. I don't solid. care for that. But that, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah, because I think the dabbing really works well mm -hmm. there. Yeah, yeah it's not. Get the it the faded look. I agree. I agree. It doesn't look too, you know, perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what I was going for. And it kind of fades a little. Yeah. yeah. So did you make the mouth with the black paint or did you use a marker? So I used the black paint. I, I, I like think it. it turned out pretty well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not, again, it's not perfect. So if you're looking for a perfectly symmetrical kind of look, even my nose is not perfectly straight. It looks, it looks Intentionally. crooked. Yeah. Intentionally made it not straight. So, I mean, there are all kinds of different ways that you can do it. This is a fairly simple craft. It only required one layer of everything. Did you purchase paintbrushes? I did purchase paintbrushes. So, I mean, you can go out and purchase them, or if you just have some at your right. house. Right. If you have kids, you might have some. Right. Right. But something that I did was I got a little bit of a bigger paintbrush than the ones for, like, the eyes and the nose. And that's how it looks better, because yeah. it's a bigger paintbrush. It looks better on the edges. Really super cute. I took some pictures of it outside on yeah. our brick porch and with the snow snowy background, and it looks adorable. So we'll post that on our Instagram, Holiday Moon's Instagram. That's page. right, and Facebook. That's right. And the next craft that I did, my second and last craft, was I made a snowman out of blocks. So online, on Pinterest, I saw that some people made the snowman out of children's blocks like wooden children's blocks that they painted white but i just went to michael's things were these were about like one to two dollars per block per block and they're like two inches mm -hmm. two inch blocks wooden ones yes so these okay. unlike the snowman birch coaster kind of thing he's not meant to be a coaster he's meant to be a decoration unless you put special coating on him right your snowman is meant just to be a decoration right not a coaster right these blocks took about three coats on each side to fully make it look white. It looks good. Thank you. The, you know, just, just to cover up the, the wooden part. You know, on all three blocks, I made, you know, painted it white. On one block, I made the little nose, the little eyes. Again, I have the rosy dotted cheeks. Again, I used the same blushing technique that I used on the other snowman. And then instead of a fully solid black mouth, I made the little dots for like the little cool dots exactly yes and then unlike the other one um this one has a body so on the other two i made three bigger cool dots on each block and basically it, the main part of this was just waiting for everything to dry on each block i pretty much painted three sides waited for that to dry turned it around painted the other three sides so you always had a place where your hand could go without getting paint on it exactly and the fun thing about this is that you can make it stand straight or you can turn each of the blocks and make mm -hmm. it look uh, a little more, have more of a dimension. Yeah, a little that's what I thought more too. whimsical. Mm -hmm. Right. 
really cute. Yeah, both turned out very, very cute. I really like both. And they can be decorations as well. Right? Neither of them took you that long to do. Once you had the materials, mm-hmm. how long would you say they... they... With the paint drawing, I think it took her like a couple hours where I felt safe to, okay, let me touch the, the white part. But the birch coaster one didn't take me very long at all because, again, there's just one layer of paint each. Yeah. I, I went and did something else and then came right, back so, and right. kind of just looked at it. Right. <laughs> so it's definitely a two-step activity, though. Right. For the right. kids, so. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you just wanted to paint everything white and then have them come and paint the details, that's another option as well so that they're not waiting for that two-step process. Right. So both very fun, both something that you it's can like go a, and decorate. A tween, teenage, mm-hmm. adult kind of craft, yeah. not a yeah. child's craft. Yeah. Right. And you can, make a fa- you can make a whole family out of either type. Right. You could do face, for the birch coaster one, you could do different faces that mm-hmm. are, you know, whole fact, family. There are bigger ones as well. So I mm-hmm. this was like the smallest option that they had that I'm using, like the little coaster one. They have bigger ones that sometimes people use for stands right. for different things. So yeah, you can be as creative as you want with this. You can even put like a little hook in it mm-hmm. and hang it on like trees, like a yep. Christmas tree as well. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're really cute. So yeah, that's what I have. Very simple craft, not a lot of items needed for it, and very cute outcome. Awesome. And we will post those on Instagram. Absolutely. All right, awesome. So last week I talked about ice hotels and how they were made and where they are located. But this week I wanted to talk more specifically about one particular structure, and that's the ice church located in the Fagarash Mountains in Romania near the Bala Lake. And that's about... 200 miles northwest of Bucharest, which is the capital. So the ice for the church itself is taken from the lake, which has an ice hotel located nearby. And the blocks of ice are then blessed by a priest before they are transported up the mountain to be cemented together with snice. I don't actually know that the Romanians use snice, but it seems to be what everybody uses for these ice hotels. A similar structure has been built every winter for the past few years, since 2007, and it's been the location of baptisms and wedding blessings and other sort of your religious ceremonies and events. Uh, And it actually has a picture of the Last Supper carved from ice on its roof. Wow, that's pretty huge. That's a huge... That's pretty detailed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a very big picture, and if you think about it, they have to carve it every single time they rebuild this thing. And is it yearly? Yeah, because every year, they take the ice, the priests bless it, and they take it up up a mountain. Which has to be a pretty big deal, because you're carting blocks of ice from one location down, sort of in the valley, all the way up the mountain. Heavy Um, endeavor. Yeah, and the church itself is a place of cross-denominational unity and peace is sort of what it's called and worshipers come from all different branches of christianity to worship and commune at the church which is pretty neat if you didn't know romania is a primarily eastern orthodox country so most of the churches and most of the priests are going to be eastern orthodox there so romanian orthodox priests as well as greco-catholic and Romani Catholic and Evangelic priests sort of all come together in the initial hallowing ceremony. So is everything on the inside made out of ice like the hotels are? 
Yeah, it looks like most of the things on the inside are. All of the pews are sort of blocks of ice that are covered, that sort of have a, a covering to sit on. Oh, that's nice, okay. Yeah. And the altar is carved ice as well. They have a carved Orthodox icon on the wall of St. Mary and Jesus. Now, do they offer nursery care, and is all that made out of ice? <laughs> yeah, all the children who <laughs> are made out of ice, the whole thing. No, not as far as I know. But they have carved pillars made out of ice, which are pretty neat. But a lot of the stuff, like the table, is wood. Oh. And sort of a lot of the, the holier, kind of like your cross is going to be made out of out of gold or brass or something like that. Oh, okay. But there's um, one on top made of snow, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm then, looking at pictures right now. It's really cool. Yeah. And then the Bible is going to be made out of... Uh, normal Bible materials, what? paper, and it's not snow. Not snow tablet form. No, not in snow tablet form. There's lots of candles inside. Right? Yeah. With are there? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. looks they have a sort of a suspended chandelier inside, not made of ice. Cool. Right. So they have some things that you're going to need in a church. Not yeah, and they do. Ice. They have services at the church, which oh. is cool. So it's not just a tourist destination. And they have a snow carving of Jesus against a cross. So it's a whole ice snow carving sort of taking up one wall. So that's a very elaborate piece of Mm. snow art right there. That is. And, you know, depending on how long the services are, you know, people may get cold as time goes on. Yeah, they may need to keep their coats and... Jackets and gloves and mittens and scarves on. Yeah, I imagine that you would have to. Bring your own Just shirt. sort of like uh, mm-hmm. like we saw in the ice hotels. People were always wearing their winter mm-hmm. gear I when they were walking around. If, I wonder if there are rules for like bringing in hot things, like feet warming pads or something uh, like yeah. that. <laughs> well, especially since it's in Romania, typically an Orthodox country. I imagine that you are not allowed to bring in... Heating pads and... But I hope they have rules and say it up front, because any guests coming in... Any right. Americans coming in are going to come in with hand warmers. <laughs> yeah. Come in with special little... Uh... Yeah, the ceiling will start to drip and melt. It's like, oh, who brought in a seat warmer today? <laughs> the seat warmer is like not a good idea. <laughs> no. It would melt the ice. Start slipping off your pew. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, that would, uh, that would shake things up, I'm yeah. sure. So it's the only ice church in Romania. If you want to go and visit it, there's a number of travel plans which include the ice church and the surrounding Transylvanian countryside. Since they build it yearly, I wonder how long the ice church exists. How many months? It's months. Yeah, that'd be interesting to look up. Yeah, so that would be interesting to know because I don't know offhand. I imagine they have to keep it for mm-hmm. for a couple of months, like the ice hotels. Right. Yeah. And probably being up on a mountain. Helps right. it have a little longevity. Good point. Okay. Pictures of the area look beautiful, especially in winter, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's planning on taking a trip to Romania. Very fun. Thanks, Cole, for those icy topics. <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears a little bit, our last topic for today is Groundhog Day. So it's one of those holidays that falls in the middle of winter, and I will talk a little bit about its history and what it is. So... For those of you that may not be familiar with Groundhog Day, it's actually 40 days into the winter season. It's about the halfway point, may even be exactly the halfway point into winter. So what happens on Groundhog Day 
is that early in the morning, about 7.35, I think it is, Punxsutawney Phil, who's a groundhog, which is kind of like a woodchuck, a rodent-like creature. Mm-hmm. In Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. In Punx- Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. America. It, I don't know if there's any other Pennsylvanias in the world, Sydney, but thank you for sharing <laughs> this, that. This is um, very much American <laughs> tradition. <laughs> um, is brought out of his little hole on Gobbler's Hill and brought out by these special handlers. And he is brought up to see if he sees his shadow or not. Okay. All right? So if he sees his shadow, what happens is that he is afraid and he goes back into his hole. And then there's another six weeks of winter. Hmm. So winter, meaning winterish weather. Obviously, there's always winter, right? We always mm-hmm. have the beginning yeah. of winter or the beginning of spring. But this is more related to the weather. Okay. If he doesn't see his shadow, mm-hmm. then he doesn't go back into his hole. And then the winter weather for the rest of the winter season is supposed to be mild okay. at that point. So this is kind of a, one of those odd conglomerations of things again like we talked about with the tooth fairy this really is a thing that was brought by immigrants Mm -hmm. in a form and then we kind of changed it and modified it along the way so the earliest written record we have of this kind of activity is actually from february 4th 1841 in morgantown in berks county pennsylvania a storekeeper james morris's diary said last Tuesday, the 2nd, was Candlemas Day, the day in which, according to the Germans, the groundhog peeps out of his winter quarters, and if he sees his shadow, he pops back for another six weeks' nap. But if the day be cloudy, he remains out, as the weather is to be moderate. So all the way back to 1841. So when I read that quote, I thought of a couple things. Like, first of all, what is Candlemas Day? (laughs) And second of all, where did this whole groundhog thing come from? Right. Well, he said it was German, which is interesting. Right. Which makes you have to, you know, you kind of have to wonder, is the original groundhog, did he eat children who were lost <laughs> in the woods? Was, there, like, was there like some horrible <laughs> backstory? Is and he the, a witch that was transformed into a groundhog? The answer is no, he's not. No. So first of all, I wanted to look up to see what Candlemas Day was. Yeah. Because I've seen that on calendars before, but it's not something that we necessarily celebrate or recognize. But it is the day that some in the Christian uh, faith celebrate or commemorate as the day that Jesus was presented at the temple as a young boy. So that's a day that they recognize. And over the years, that became a day because that halfway point through the winter, right, the, a date that was important to pagans as well as to Christians, to, to kind of be a place to, to encourage each other that, hey, we've made it halfway through the winter, mm-hmm. right, because back then... You know, they didn't all have all the luxuries that we have today, right. right? So they wanted some encouragement to go along the way. So that date was always celebrated. Christians eventually celebrated it with Candlemas. And it's a day when Anglicans, Lutherans, Orthodox, Roman Catholics, they put candles in the windows of their homes or and of their local churches. And they bless the candles and they, referring to Jesus as the light of the world, they represent Christ to the world in the dark of winter, basically, in that the darkness basically is halfway done. Now we're getting closer to spring along the way. So that's Candlemas, and that's the significance of it being on the 2nd of February, being the halfway point, being a point of encouragement to uh, people that spring is coming, basically, along the way. So then the more pagan part of this was Germans used to use badgers in Germany 
to determine whether or not the rest of winter was going to be good or bad. So there's not a lot of information that I have found as to why a badger who sees or doesn't see his shadow matters to the rest of winter. There, there wasn't a story that anybody referenced along the way that said why that was. It seems to be a, a very old thing that was inherited and continued throughout the years. And when Germans moved to Pennsylvania, they didn't have badgers anymore. They didn't have badgers? That they could rely on. And badgers, I don't know if you know, are really mean. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Not very nice to try to get one out of it. Right. So, so woodchucks or um, groundhogs were much more uh, amenable to being pulled out or to be uh, looked at on a consistent basis and see if they see their shadows or not. So, so is, a, is a woodchuck and a groundhog the same exact thing? Yes. They're so just how, called different things in different parts of the country. Okay, so how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if woodchuck is just wood? <laughs> a woodchuck could chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could. If a woodchuck could chuck wood? Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just checking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just Thank curious. you for asking. So is the groundhog... Do you know if the groundhog is the like the Pennsylvanian way of saying it? It, it, it is, right, the Pennsylvania way of saying it. So all those kind of things, again, just all these pieces were kind of out there. And the, some German families in that part of Pennsylvania brought them with it. They continued to celebrate that. Other people noticed that. So in 1886, the people of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, came together to first celebrate Punxsutawney Phil, a specific groundhog, um, and, and as a town, determine if the w- winter weather for the rest of the winter was going to be good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what year um, was that? 1886. Oh, I was just curious. I wonder how that went about. Was it a boat in the town? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the, there was a newspaper man who kind of convinced some of the leaders of the town that this would be a good way to bring the town together and also to encourage potentially other people coming into the town. Because Punxsutawney right. wasn't probably getting a lot of people in, into it. I don't think at the time it was like a big, like a big tourist center. So... They decided back in 1886 that they would do this, and it has been going on ever since. Wow. Mm. I didn't realize Punxsutawney Phil was that far back. Yep, it certainly is. And every year there's a club, the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, that takes care of Phil year-round. He actually lives most of the year in the library. I thought when they said that, does he just roam around the library <laughs> like a cat? But no, he has he like a little... Like he's a groundhog. Like, does he eat books? And <laughs> I'm sure he would if he had the yeah. chance. But he actually lives in a little climate-controlled area. In, like an enclosure for Yeah, himself. enclosure yeah. that is approved, I'm sure, by all the people that care about animals, take care, taking care of animals along the way. Mm-hmm. So he's actually brought out and up onto Gobbler's Knob, it's called. He doesn't actually live on Gobbler's Knob all year round. He lives in a much swankier place along the way. <laughs> so he's actually predicted 132 times what the forecast will be. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. <laughs> okay. Now that we've described what the groundhog is and what he does, let's talk a little bit about the day there. So there actually was a movie that starred Bill Murray called Groundhog Day, yep. where I think people got the first kind of look into what happens that day at Gobbler's Knob and 
kind of how to be part of that. So according to the uh, description, they did a pretty good job in some ways at depicting part of the ceremony, but they did it in the center of town. It doesn't happen there. It happens up on the hill. But there are a lot of festivals and things like that along the way. So if you go to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, because you can attend and they encourage people to attend, I think they typically have like tens of thousands of people specifically for this particular day. Wow. And they're a town, I think, of about 6,000, 6 to 7,000 people. Wow. Um, so they really grow. And this is like their big event. They have a day in July that they try to encourage people to come, but you know, that, that's pretty much it as far as uh, tourism goes. So the Gobbler's Knob opens at 3 a.m., so you can get there as early as 3 a.m., and there's a bonfire, and just know that February weather in Pennsylvania is going to be so cold, snow, so cold, snow and snow and ice. So make sure you are well dressed. There are two viewing areas: one for families and one for students. And there's no alcohol permitted, but there will be refreshments for sale even as early as 3 a.m. But the prognostication, right? Okay. So that's Phil's official prediction that he whispers to the the inner circle club. It doesn't happen until 7:25 a.m. So you think, why does it open at 3 a.m.? If it doesn't start to 7.25, well, it's all about the crowds. So you, the earlier you go, the better viewing you'll have mm-hmm. of the actual event. So the inner circle of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club comes in in hat and tails, right? So they are dressed to the tees for this official activity. In tuxedos. In tuxedos, that's wow. right. In now, top hats. Right. Wow. You don't have to be dressed in tuxedos and top hats since you'll be out there for a while, but they come all dressed up. But there are then, after 7.25, starting at 8 o'clock and the rest of the day, there's a lot of activities. Like It's like a winter festival at that point. There's lots of arts and crafts. They have a top hat contest where you can kind of make your own top hat and get prizes based on that. They do a scavenger hunt. There are actually fiberglass sculptures of Phil. They call them Fantastic with a PH, Phil, Fantastic Uh Phil. There's a lot of souvenirs and tchotchke kind of things that you can buy. Tchotchkes? What are that? Uh, They're like the small souvenirs, cheap souvenirs of the event. They have a Groundhog Eve dance the night before, which I thought, yeah, that sounded fun. Do they have a Groundhog Eve service? (laughs) No, no service. No. Nor do they have a Groundhog dinner afterwards. No. (laughs) Oh, a Groundhog dinner. That might be very... uh, Misleading and confusing. Right, yeah. right. Some people. They have a big soup event. They have s'more making. So just Ooh. lots of activities throughout the day. You don't have to stay in a hotel if you want to be there the whole day. They have sleep rooms that you can rent for just a certain amount of time. Because a lot of people will just come in for the day. Mm-hmm. But they came in super early in the morning. They may want to take a nap. They don't want to rent a hotel room. So, so it's kind of like a hostel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with an EL, not an I-L-E. Like if you're travel, a traveling hostel. Right. Yeah. Exactly, right. The prediction part of Punxsutawney Phil is more in fun than in accuracy. Right. right. So I looked up how accurate he was over the years. And it turns out, not so much. Not very accurate. So he predicts way more winters than he does early springs. So for the remaining six weeks, he predicts probably... 75% of them or so are going to be continued winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only the rest 25%-ish or less 20% are early springs. Which means 75% of their days were sunny. That's right. And 10, 25 were cloudy. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I always thought to myself that 
Wouldn't it make more sense if it's a sunny day? That means that the rest of the winter season would be warm. But it's, yeah. it's not about the day. It's about what the groundhog does. It's about <laughs> his shadows. It's about his, his, his decision to go back to bed or not is really what it's all about, right? Yeah. So it ends up that he's only correct, depending on how you count it, about 39% of the time. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so but he's awfully cute, and it's a right. great ceremony, and it's a winter festival. And the yeah. further back you go, his percentage goes down more. Oh, really? So he's getting better. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the best his percentages like are going up. The various generations of Punxsutawney Phils are getting That's right. better. <laughs> right. Of the times that he doesn't see his shadow, and he predicted an early spring, he actually got that right about fifty percent of the time. Oh, wow. So the small time that he did predict early spring. He was right 50% of the time. So, not great. So, you consider how does that stand up against human forecasters? Well, you know, according to the rates, human forecasters are about 50-ish percent time right. Maybe a little bit better. So, Phil does not do even as good as the worst human forecaster. <laughs> so, let's talk a little about Phil, the groundhog. Because some people ask, has this always been the same groundhog? Is this like... <laughs> So the average lifespan, yeah, yeah, this the average lifespan of a groundhog is is somewhere around six years, right? Somewhere around six years. But here are some facts about Phil that you may not have known. Fact number one: Phil is immortal. According to legend, Phil has been making these predictions this whole time. The same groundhog. He takes a sip of magic punch every summer at the groundhog picnic. And it magically adds seven more years to his lifespan. So that's one thing. Yep. You did not know. So it has not been 22 different groundhogs. It's definitely <laughs> been the same. That's right. Same <laughs> and he also speaks, this particular groundhog, Phil. Oh, what is it only on? Once he emerges from his groundhog. burrow, he tells the president of the inner circle, his in-groundhoggies, so the president understands groundhog, his forecast, which is then translated for the proclamation. Does he sing, though? He doesn't sing as far as this event goes. Now, other days of the year, I don't know. Okay, because in Jack Frost, he uh, he does sing. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah, the, the Rankin-Bass yes. Christmas special. Yes, oh, that's funny. a good point. So I was looking up to see, are there other animals like this, specific animals, that predict weather? Yeah. Right? And is there a connection? And we talked about woolly bear or woolly mammoth caterpillars last fall, right? Well, I think they're called woolly bear. They're both. Yeah, I think it was both, both, right? And woolly worms. Right. Some of them. So I I didn't find any other named magical, immortal animals like Phil, Mm -hmm. Punxsutawney Phil, but there are other traditions. Like in Alaska, they have a marmot day because they don't have very many groundhogs. So they have a marmot day instead. Where is this? In Alaska. In Serbia, they have a bear. And much like the groundhog, if the bear sees its shadow... It gets scared and runs back into the cave for 40 more days of sleep. Again, not a specific bear that I find, but a specific festival, basically, that goes on there. Those were just a couple examples that I could find online. So so I enjoyed looking up information about Groundhog Day. It's not something that I was that familiar with all the kind of background and history of. So it was interesting to see that it's yet again a an American-created event uh, based on a number of traditions that came from yeah. a number of different Sort of places. like the Tooth Fairy that you were talking about last week. That's right. That's right. But I'd be way more okay with a groundhog coming into my room and taking my tea. <laughs> what if it was a, a human-sized groundhog? Honestly, I'd still be more okay with it. As long as he wasn't, like, in a costume 
looking thing, like the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Like, if I had always thought the Easter Bunny was a bunny, yeah. that would have been fine. You know, as a kid, I remember <laughs> being sad if I forgot that it was Groundhog Day. Because it wasn't a day that you really anticipated yeah. or you necessarily remembered. You didn't, coming. like, stay up the night before. Right, so, right, so right. it was Groundhog But day. I was always, it was on the news in the morning that... Oh, the groundhog! Oh, he's going to see a shadow, and they're going to whatever, or they're or not, and um, or he already did, right? And then I would find out at school. Oh, he saw it or didn't? I was like, oh, I missed it, kind of thing. Um, so sometimes I would see it, sometimes I wouldn't. And but it was always like a little fun thing in the middle of winter to recognize and to participate in. Yeah. It's interesting too that it's not something all states do. No, like we count on Punxsutawney Phil pretty much. Right, he's the one. He is the predictor. Right. Could have ended up having one in each state, but it's right. interesting that he's... Yes, and he's been on, like, Good Morning America, the Today Show. You know, they when news became national, mm-hmm. he became a national part of, of our country, right? Interesting. Right, yeah. Hmm. Yep, so that's interesting. So that's the end of our uh, episode for this week. Just a reminder, you can find us on Instagram at Holiday Moons, Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons, Facebook, you can uh, search for Holiday Moons and you'll find us with a page and a group that you can join. And you can find us on our website at randallmoon.wixsite.com slash holidaymoons. And you can contact us at holidaymoons at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us, our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And I do have future festivities for the upcoming week of January 28th through February 3rd. So January 28th is, and I knew Beth would really appreciate this, of all the ones to pick from, Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. I do appreciate Bubble Wrap. (laughs) (laughs) So that's on the 28th of January. In fact, a friend once got me a birth, was it a birthday gift? I think so. Yeah. And it was Bubble Wrap, a Bubble Wrap calendar. I unrolled it, stuck it on my the door of my office, and every single day I could pop the next bubble. That must have been Christmas because it was right before the changing calendar, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have made sense to give you a, a September I don't know. calendar. I don't remember. But it, yeah, it was fun because it was yeah, like a it, big. Yeah. It was a big bubble. They were big bubbles, and every single one of them popped in a satisfying way. <laughs> I wonder if some of them would be like they had deflated. Like the air, yeah, would be a little deflated. They weren't. So thank you, Trish, for that awesome <laughs> gift. I will remember yes. it always. <laughs> yes, and I was as I was looking at pictures for Bubble Wrap Day, I thought of you so many times, Beth, because there were so many comments about like a picture of a sheet of bubble wrap and things would say, you know what you want to do or, <laughs> yeah. you know, or like, don't bother me for the rest of the day or, you yeah. know, things yeah. like that. So I saw one once that had a little pocket on the outside of a door and they created a little pocket and there were like probably six by six inch cut up things of, bu- yeah, a bubble wrap. Stuck in there, and then underneath it said stress relief. <laughs> so you could, like, grab one. Yeah, and just... like if you needed it for the day, just grab it and start popping. Oh, that's funny. Of course, uh, that small a size for you wouldn't last very long. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> but it would still be fun. The uh, 29th of January is National Puzzle Day. The... Good for you. Skipping to the 30th. It is interesting as I go through. Some days just don't have anything. So Wait, kind of interesting. you went from the 28th, 29th to the 30th? No, it's the 31st. Skipping the 30th oh, to the 31st is okay. Backward Day. So we had opposite day the oh. previous week. Backward Day. So are we on the 30th now? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. No, yeah. it's the 31st. February 1st is Bubblegum Day. The 2nd of February is both Candlemas as well as Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. 
And the 3rd of February is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Which is a huge event in the United States. That's right. And in our church, the men always make subs so you can purchase your food for the day. That's right. And then go home and you don't even have to cook. That's right. Yeah, I think that if you included Super Bowl Sunday as a holiday, I think that would change a lot of people's favorite holidays. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So for Randy, Beth, Sydney, and Cole, happy happy winter. winter!